Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Knobcast, your favorite football podcast. The football podcast with a difference. City fan, United fan. That's how this works. My name is Nobbins. His name is Gasky. If you're watching on the YouTube, please make sure to leave a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. This is a brand new podcast channel away from the main channel, just so we can focus peeling the podcasts over here. And of course, I'm joined by Gasky, United fan extraordinaire. Hello, my man. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? How are you feeling today? I am not doing too bad myself. How, how are you? I'm doing great, but... No one ever asked the host. No one ever asked the host. <laughs> I'm doing great, but I've got a suspicion that momentarily we're going to get Gasky to rage because of the Cristiano Ronaldo comments that have oh. been revealed in an outrageous Piers Morgan interview. We'll be covering that first and foremost. Of course, we'll also be getting into Roundup of the Week's matches, the final match week before the start of the World Cup. Manchester City's loss, Chelsea's loss, Arsenal leading the title charge, United clutching it in the last minute, Darwin Nunez doing bits for Liverpool, uh, West Ham and Leicester swapping places in respect of managerial upheaval and the relegation fights, mini games, questions from the Noblets, the supporters on Patreon and of course Ball Busters, the quiz, the greatest quiz show on the internet. We are going to start with the comments made by Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, from my understanding, it appears that there was a pre-recorded interview. Don't know when it was recorded, maybe a week or so ago, maybe longer, um, with Pierce Morgan. And yesterday, last night, there were some quotes leaked uh, from, from Pierce Morgan's Twitter account itself. So these are official quotes and everything, and, and even clips from the actual interview itself. Um, and the act- and the full... It's a ni- this, this thing is a 90-minute interview, and it's going to be fully re- released I believe it's Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, or, or maybe Wednesday, Thursday, but it's one it's one of those. Um, so he made a lot of comments. <laughs> he made a number of comments uh, about uh, the state of the club. He talks about respect and disrespect thereof. Uh, he disrespected um, uh, man- uh, ma- uh, current managers, past managers, etc., um, etc. Et so, uh, Gasky, let's just... Um, I mean, just sort of explain your before we even get dive straight into the quote. Sort of like explain your feelings around just just the the just the gall, the notion to even do this interview. Like it, it just amazes me that someone no, but if we don't think about football for a second, someone who is employed by a company or a football team in this case can, while under contract in the middle of his basically his job, just decides I want to basically completely slag them off. I just don't get how you think that's right, no matter what, how you're feeling. To me, you do this stuff behind closed doors. Like, past players have had issues in terms of, like, football-related, and they do it behind closed doors. But I just... I just uh, Why? I just don't get it. Why? To start with. Genuinely, I have zero clue. I've, I've no idea. Well, you know, uh, well, I probably do. I probably do. We'll get into the quotes in a second. Now, but... There's a lot. I've seen some people trying to defend this behavior, <laughs> which is mad. Um, but basically, the way they're sort of defending it is, oh, look, he's he's bringing out sort of points against the Glazers and the way the clubs run and all that stuff. Da, 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 da. For example, there's a quote he makes about the, like the infrastructure and the chefs. I'm going to get into the quotes right now, actually, just because just I do want to cover this. Uh, so, so this is a direct quote. Uh, I, I believe that lots of fake quotes came out, but I'm pretty sure I've got the real ones here. And he said, nothing changed since I left. The pool, the jacuzzi, even the gym, even some technology, even the chefs who I appreciate, lovely people. Um, I thought I would see new technology, infrastructure. I saw things I saw when I was 20. So he's making a point there about how the club's in a bit of a state. And some people have have applauded him for that and gone, oh, he's bringing the truth about the Glazers and the stuff and the little... We already knew all this. We already knew that United was a, a, a in a shambles and a mess. And also, it, they, as a player, if you're signing for a new club, surely you do your due diligence. And, and so he would have known all of this going in. He know, he'll have seen yeah, it externally yeah, as well. Yeah, you're in your medical. You're there with the technology. So... Yeah, so... It's it's just really interesting that it's taken him over a year to uh, call this out, but he would have signed on and signed for United knowing 
that this was the case. Um, so yeah, so Gaskin, now let's get into the quotes now. Um, like which ones have particularly, like, you know, upset you, annoyed you, or which do you just like think are absolutely out of order? Well, like you said, these ones, the ones about the club and the way the club, like, you know, not investing in it. He's not wrong. He isn't. Like, he's, he's correct with what you're saying. But again, it's timing. You're in, you're contracted by them. But so you can't sit there and just slag them off to the media. Like, it's, you know, horrendously running and all, and all that stuff. But the, the ones that irritate me the most is how can you disrespect your manager? That, that is the one that infuriates me. Like, you can talk about, you know, your, this is how I feel about the way the, the infrastructure is, this and that, and slag out, you know, like, the comments against Rooney, like, what's he done? He's, you know, he's just made his comments based on the questions he was asked about him, saying he needs to sort his attitude out, which is just, you know, giving his opinion, like he's, like Ronaldo's doing now. But one difference is, one's employed by him, one's not. Mm-hmm. So one can say what he wants. And, but the Ten Hag one's just like, what is he saying he's been disrespected? Like, You've, you've, but right, I, don't, I don't know the truth behind the whole like thing with his daughter, you know, being ill. That's the, apparently why he wasn't back for preseason. Fair enough. And apparently they didn't believe him or something. I don't know. Uh, but you, you're not fully fit. You've come back from preseason. You're not going to play until you're, you know, fully fit. You're not being good enough on that football pitch. So why should you start? Ten Hag's clearly the man who doesn't matter what your name is. You are not playing if you're not performing. Simple as that. It's clear that he's got players there that are playing much better. I, I can see, as a fan, the difference in in like just happiness. Like some of these players who I've seen strap for two years are actually smiling. Like I've never seen Martial smile in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him smile the most this season. Which tells you he's enjoying it under this manager. There's competition in, in places. The players are fighting for each other. You can tell the passion, especially in the defence. And, you know, there's, there's just passion there. And it's as if he knows his ego is that big. He's not happy with that. He's not happy that the fact that it's not about him. And mm. he's not playing. I need to make it like Tottenham game. Put, oh, he's probably seen, shit, they're playing really well. I need to make this about me now. Bye-bye. Mm. And then, again, Ganacho, this 18-year-old, who looks like he's going to be an absolutely fantastic player, has just scored the winner, places buzzing, let's release the interview now. Mm-hmm. Make it about me again. I, yeah. just, I just don't get it. So how can someone have such an inflated ego is beyond me? Yeah, he saw, he's sort of coming across... I mean, he's obviously having a temper tantrum and throwing his toys out of the pram, but he's sort of coming across as a man who can't deal with the fact that he's no longer the player he was like 10 years ago or something. Like he, he's, what, 37 years old, and he's acting like he's still 27 years old in terms of um, like this disrespect talk about, you know, uh, I should be getting... He, assuming he wants to like play more... Uh, and not just be a bit part player. The fact of the matter is, Sunshine, the team are playing better without you. Um, and as you say, he, he's clearly not a team player because if it's not all about him, he's, he doesn't actually care if the team are winning. He see, he he definitely be the sort of player where if United lost two one, but he scored a goal, like he'd be happy. Do you know what I mean? Like he'd be like, well, I scored a goal. Yeah. So well, here's one for you, right? If he had started every game this season and scored a goal a game. Would he, would he have this interview and would this interview have been released? Well, d- definitely not. Definitely not. No, exactly. I don't think he would have because he wouldn't care. But because he's not, because he's even, the manager's even not picking, he's even sitting on the bench. He's been fined and been pushed out for, for basically, he's already been warned once in pre-season for leaving early. All the players got warned because apparently loads of them did it. Mm-hmm. None of them have done it again and he's done it again. So he's been trapped. Doesn't matter what your name is. And that's good. I know he's, he's got his own little cult following of people that no matter what could be played for, they love him and he can't do no wrong. He could probably he could probably kick someone and he won't care. You know, <laughs> he could do so, a Cantona Kung Fu kick. Exactly, yeah. And But they'll just still follow him. And he, and he probably loves that. He loves the fact that he's got that following and he knows these people are going to follow him wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's, again, it's not good for the club. It's the fact that I, I do feel that with Ten Hag, United have the best manager they could have had since post-Fergie based on the fact that he's taking no prisoners with players. He's not interested. Like, uh, Malassia had a good start to the season. Was I think, was it the City game? It was awful. He's not mm-hmm. played, He's not started since. And Shaw's come in and Shaw's been brilliant. Perfect. You know, you've got that competition at left-back. And he's happy to do that. He's not just going, oh, he's my favourite. I'm playing him. He's dropped, the, he's dropped the captain, for God's sake. Yeah. That's clear how he's seen that he's not good enough. To me, that's a manager with balls. And that's what you want to see. And dropping Ronaldo also shows, you know, big balls. And that's great. And he just, he obviously can't stand that. Can't stand not being the main man. Well, he needs to. He needs to go somewhere then where he is bigger than the club, pretty much. 
yeah we'll uh we'll have at the end of this uh segment we'll have a chat about what is next for ronaldo because i think it's safe to say his manchester united uh, second career is now over I'm just going to read out the Eric Ten Hag quote that we were just talking about there. Uh, He said, yes, not only the coach, Ten Hag, but another two or three guys around the club. I felt betrayed. Yes, I feel betrayed. And I felt some people don't want me here, not just this year, but last year too. I don't have respect for him, that's Ten Hag, because he doesn't show respect for me. If you don't respect me, I'm never going to have respect for you. Very odd very odd situation there look if if there is some personal stuff about his uh you know a uh, Ill, Ill child then maybe it is justified but we don't know nearly enough about what happened in the inner workings of united to know so it's just a mad interview um but it's not but ten Hag wasn't wasn't the only one that caught heat in terms of managers also ralph ranick was not uh safe uh, they, this is another quote from him uh, after the club sacked Ollie, they bring sporting director Ralph Ranick, which is something nobody understands. This guy, he's not even a coach. A big club like United brings a sporting director, surprised not only me, but all the world. If you're not even a coach, how are you going to be the boss of Man United? And then this is the worst bit. I'd never even heard of him. So, which is just out- outrageous disrespect. Um, I might be wrong, but... When did United play Schalke in the Champions League quarterfinal or semi-final? Uh, I, 2011. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because yeah, yeah. uh, Ranić no, was managing he was Schalke. managing the team he was playing against. No, it was 2011. I think yeah. he'd left. But, yeah. that, I mean, that, but that's just unnecessary. I mean, that's just un... That's... What's, uh, Ra- what's yeah. Ralph? Ralph? I feel so well, sorry it, for exactly. Ralph, man. It's, it, it's clear as day, right? You can ask anyone. Cause think about it, right? Herrera's done it. I know Herrera left, and he made... And he had an interview and stuff talking about how it's a shame with what's going on at United. And he did it in a nice way and said that he'll always be there for the club if they need him, that type of thing. Ibrahimovic said it in the nicest way he could say. And Ibrahimovic has got a massive ego, but he doesn't go around having interviews like that, you know? And all the players have done it. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's clearly it's clearly it's a huge issue now and he needs a lot of a revamp. And we don't, you know, until that happens, yeah, God knows what will happen. But it's just to do it while you're contracted to them yeah, is, is remarkable. Absolutely remarkable, to be honest with you. And him doing it now is obvious. World Cup's coming up. I have no intention of playing the next two games this year. Transfer mm-hmm. window opens. I want to leave. Yeah. And he's probably thinking, I can get, I'll, I'll get them to buy me out my contract if I slag them off enough. Whereas United are now going to try and get legal action and find a way. How can we get him? Is this breach of contract? Can we terminate his contract based on this? Yeah, for, so. for me, it's a it's a cowardly move by Ronaldo. As you saying, the timing is far too convenient. Like it's obviously orchestrated and and intentional. Yeah. Um, and it's just sort of it's obviously a smokescreen because you say it yourself, Herrera's called out United, Zlatan's called out United, everyone's called out United. Literally, it's it, just bump a mic there. It seems everyone knows about the issues at United. This isn't new information. So. So I, I just didn't, I just, as I saw, I saw it online, I saw some YouTube videos where people are championing Ronaldo going, oh, you know, yeah, he's slagging off, you know, the manager and that's bad, but at least he's calling out the Glazers and the club and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we already knew that. Like, this isn't new information. Ronaldo saying it doesn't mean shit all. It's just a smokescreen and a guise. So he can, so he can just like mask it as i'm having a the main issue i'm having a go at, at is the club and i'm just gonna like, air all my dirty laundry out at the same time like yeah. it's it, it's so it's it's the most uh, transparent embarrassing strategy from ronaldo i've ever seen um just, just i've got one more uh, quote here well, i've got two more actually but but uh, another one here it's a, a really weird one from ronaldo i mean all these are weird i think the fans should know the truth i want the best for the club this is why I came to Manchester United. But you have some things inside that don't help us reach the top level of City, Liverpool, and even now Arsenal. A club of this dimension should be top of the tree, in my opinion, and they are not, unfortunately. And the bit that gets me, I mean, first of all, I think the fans should know the truth. They already know the truth. And I think there's all, I think there's another, it's not here, but I think there's another quote where he says something like, um, you know, the, I think he basically said the fans are on my side. And it's like, I'm, I'm sure most fans are not on your side in this situation. I'll put it this way, after after his situation with Tottenham, mm. and, you know, every fan was like, you, that is unacceptable. Some people said, you do, you do not sub Ronaldo on in the 89th minute. Don't give a shit what your name is. The manager's choosing who comes on and when. Simple as that. And he came back the next game and they were cheering him because it's Ronaldo, you know, it's Ronaldo and he was a club legend. He's like, people make mistakes and stuff like that. Simple. But 
But then to, to then come out with you saying the fans love you after this, not a chance. Yeah. There's diehard fans at United that have been going there for 40, 50 years. They, they've seen, they've seen Cantona, they've seen, you know, they've seen Rooney's, you've seen your Benisteroy, they've seen every like, big, you know, big player the United have had. They'll, they'll, be on, they'll be another player after Ronaldo. Simple as that. I says, even though I know, I know he's one of the, you know, greatest players ever, but I says, end of the day, He's, he just needs to he needs to book her off. He's, basically he's not bigger than the club, is he? No, he's not. That's what that's Sir Alex Ferguson's words. Big, even Roy Keane's contract got torn up, and he hasn't slagged them off this badly. Mm-hmm. Beckham, as soon as Beckham married, well, married Victoria's on the front page of all the magazines rather than the back page of the newspaper, scoring goals, he got rid of him and said, "Nope, don't want that in my club team." He hasn't slagged them off. So clearly, you know, I know that, I know they were fer- more Fergie, but also it's a club situation. Mm-hmm. Even after that, he still. You know, like you said, he's saying stuff that we already know, and he, yeah. but he's doing it while under contract. Yeah. So, and I'll, and just to further his weird agenda of trying to have a go uh, at everyone. Uh, j- just going back to that quote for a second, it, it, the, the fans bit was just touched on. I want the best for the club. This is why I came to Manchester United. Well, that that's just not true. No, no no offence. I mean, I think we all know by this stage, and this is even confirmed by Ronaldo in this interview where he brings up, I mean, this was all conjecture and rumour at the time. Lots of journalists said it, but at that point it was just journalists, so it wasn't concrete. But there was about, you know, Ronaldo coming to City, but then allegedly Fergie stepped in and spoke to him. And Ronaldo's come out and said, that's true. And he said that Fergie chatted to me and I was like, okay, I'll come to United then. So... Him, so, so that act, that definitely happened one hundred percent. So him saying, "I want the best, I want the best for the club." That's basically why I came to Manchester United. No, no, it's not. It the, isn't. the reason why it he isn't. came to United was because, and this sounds harsh, but no one else wanted him. Um, City pulled out the deal. Like his agent was trying to flog him off to PSG and Real Madrid um, and uh, another club, which which, which evades my um, well, he, uh, memory. He, he said, wouldn't he, at the end of what was it? The end of his. Time at Juventus, he said he was looking. He said he was looking for a club, and that was it was up in air. So that's what six to eight weeks looking for a club, and it took till the last week of him potentially joining City to then United in the space of a day. It was obvious that something had changed him, which we must have been. And it, the rumors were Fergie. Then that makes sense. Yeah, you know. And then there was also yeah. the most recent summer. Again, we ha- we're, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to believe this is true. His agents apparently you know, reaching out to the likes of Atletico Madrid and Napoli and all these other clubs going, you know, do you want him? Do you want him? And them going, no, we don't want him because it's, it's too much money and he's old and it's not really worth our time. So he, so it, for me, Ronaldo is acting like a player who has more options than he really has got. I don't actually know where Ronaldo goes after this. In fact, I think this makes it even less tenable because if you're even if you were a club, first of all, you've got to deal with the wage and you've got to deal with the fact that he's old and doesn't actually offer that much overall in team play but now you've got to deal with the fact that he's a little petulant baby who does um mental interviews where he has a cry about the state of play so why would you want to bring in that toxic um personality into the dressing room i don't get it and someone at the age of 37 yeah like you said just you're gonna have him for a year and you could literally just crumble the whole team wherever he goes so it's absolutely bizarre yeah so it's, it's, I think he's going to be in for a shock in January that the only places he could probably probably go to is the Middle East. That will potentially, yeah, so, yeah. So, certainly, I can't I can't really think of a Champions League club that would what, for, one want him and two want to pay that much for him. You know, the whole he wants, he wants to play. He wants to play in Europe. He wants to play in the Champions League. End of the day, that's what he wants. Yeah. That's what he's wanted, right? And he probably thought, okay, United will do. Let's get him back in the Champions League. Didn't work. I wanted to leave. Simple as that. Then he had all the, but then he's obviously found the the way that obviously the stuff about his daughter, if it is true, that that was happening. Then maybe you say if if it, if it was affecting that much, maybe you say I can't, I'm not going to come back. Then I'm sure I'm struggling. You know, I could which is, see which is what you're trying to say. So I could see a lesser team taking him on, for example, Sporting Lisbon. But that but that would yeah. involve Ronaldo having to heavily cut back on his wages, wages. And, yeah. and the arrogance of that man I don't think his, don't think his ego will do that that's what I, exactly and just speaking of yeah. arrogance and ego this this is the last quote i wanted to touch on again just unnecessary unnecessary fire here this is him about wayne rooney i don't know why he criticizes me so badly probably because he finished his career and i'm still playing at a high level okay you know that's yeah that's all right that's fair enough 
But no, he goes one step further. I'm not going to say I'm better looking than him, but it's true. It's just, <laughs> it's, oh. it's just the most unnecessary. I mean, that's just bullying at this, at this point. It's, it's just it, outrageous. That is, that is like, that is like, that is just handbags at the ready, isn't it? It's just like, I'm it's just like, gonna... it's like a child. It's just, well, it is. It's, it's, I think that actually came from, I think Rooney said something about, I think, I think it was to do with the Tottenham situation. Right. So I think this interview would have been after that. Um, and he said something about, oh, he needs to, he needs, basically needs to kind of grow up a look. He says, you play for Man United, they should be at the top. You don't need people like that. Simple, simple as that, which is fair. Yeah. Made a fair point. Yeah. And uh, insane. Just, insane. Ronaldo is a madman. Um, I just, I just hope that United can, there's enough there for them to get him out of his contract without paying him a penny. Yeah. Or, or you keep him and you make him play for the third team. Or you make him train on his own. Simple as that. It wouldn't surprise me at all if there was something in his contract about, you know, yeah. unauthorized interviews or basically no... <laughs> What's that, sorry? Being a cock. Yeah. You're a cock, you're out. <laughs> or, you know, like, like doing libel or slander against the club or something. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all yeah. if there was something written into his uh, contract. Uh, there's definitely no way back for Ronaldo. He's played his last game for United. Um, this, I, so this is almost unprecedented, uh, this uh, situation. And I, I don't even really know what he was hoping to achieve with this. All For me, all it's done is ensure he'll never play for United again and has tainted his legacy and means that probably the, the, the incredibly tiny pool of clubs that would have wanted to sign it's him got on even got even smaller. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to ask about this, Gasky, and then you, you can have any final thoughts on it because you're obviously a United fan. Um, is he still United legend or you know it is this obviously a bad interview it taints yeah, it a bit yeah. but is he still a legend at the end of the day it, or what do you think i think it's one of those situations where in the now it's not good for him but if you think about past players who have had you know different types of issues they're still legends yeah you know so i think in 10 15 years you will look back at how good he was at united and stuff but then you'll then you'll also go yeah he kind of is shit way of him leaving but I think it'd be like, you know, like, you know, like Dan Sardin, he's a kicking finger and he had that issue. And then Maradona was a bit of a cock as well, really, but you don't yeah. think about that side of him. You think about how good of a footballer he was. Mm-hmm. George Best was an alcoholic, but you don't talk about it. You talk about how good he was at football. You know, things like that. So you know, I think in, give it years, he'll, he will, you know, people just mask over it and talk about how good he was and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah. But at the moment, he's just, he's, I think he's probably hated by a majority of the fan base. Yeah. Is that you, you included? I mean, not not hate it. It's just like I, I I always felt like he should have gone in the summer. He didn't need to be there, especially with what Ten Hag wanted and the way I could see him getting and playing in preseason. And it just doesn't help. He's he's had to, Ten Hag's had to deal with in the first six months more than any manager should have to deal with from a off the field type of thing. So, hundred percent. Poor guy. <laughs> poor, poor guy. Uh, yeah. Any, any final thoughts on that Ronaldo situation, Gasket, or or if you were you've you've got your age out of the way? That's 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 me done. There we go. And that is the CR the CR37 uh, situation. It's all here and it's all football, all the football, all the time. Let's now get into the roundup of the week's matches. Gasky did just touch on the uh, United situation where Ganacho scored the winner and then Ronaldo decided to take his limelight. It was Fulham 1 United 2. Uh, f- uh, Fulham potentially being robbed of a point, Gasky. Yeah, I think so. Fair play, uh, but Ganacho, uh, how how excited are because I've I've not seen any of him, uh, barely. So how excited are you for him? Um, ironically, he reminds me of when United when Ronaldo first came on the team. Okay, <laughs> the way he plays, no fear. Just I know how I love my football. I want to play direct, and you know you he'll you just like to win at players. He likes to he knows what he can do, but obviously with what like I think Bruno said it and tonight said it, it's just his attitude because I think at the start of the season he was being late and things like that. It's like. He right. needs to concentrate. He wants to be the best player. He needs to concentrate on his football, and he has. I think he has a lot of potential to be a very, very good player. So, is he's, he's a left winger? Is he? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, and he's a young. Is he? Is he Argentinian? Is that right? Yeah, he got in for like Madrid. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Exciting stuff then for Manchester United potentially. Um, but they're, they're a bit stacked on the left wing now, aren't they? Really. So there's there's Rashford, yeah. Garnacho, and now and Sancho as well. Yeah, yeah, 
it's, it's, it's a weird one. I, think, I feel like he knows with Rashford he can put him anywhere he wants across the front three, which you kind of, depending on how you want to play. You know, knowing you can move him up front if needed and you can play him off the last man. Yeah, that's fine. My only concern from the last, so I'll say the last two games is they've gone very direct, like route one over the top to mm-hmm. someone running in. I, um, I don't know where that's coming from. Like they've played some good passing balls and that's just began. Mm-hmm. So a bit of concerns there, but like, I mean, the, 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 you can tell that they're going elsewhere, you know, like Martinez is just ridiculous to send about. Like they've needed a, a, a no-nonce center back since Vidic and I feel like they've got one. So that adds to the defense. Lindelof's just not good enough. I just, he's, I, I didn't realize how slow he was. Just to, now, uh, just speaking of not good enough, does Sancho need to watch his back? Because yes. with how well Ganacho's playing, Sancho struggled last season, fair enough, because new different league, different club, etc., different expectations. But he's not really kicked on as much as I, I thought. Yeah. I, I think I predicted him to be the most improved player this season. And if anything, he's yeah. gone backwards. Uh, so... I- I did as well. I, I just thought with a new manager and whatnot and the way he wants to get him to play that he will become a more direct player because you can see what when Anthony plays, what he wants to do, he just wants to run at them, and which is what you want from your wingers. You want them to go and push the defence back, run at them, which is what ganancho has been doing. And that's what Anthony does. But <laughs> funny enough, he reminds me of Ashley Young. He'll run right. forward, do a few stepovers, turn back rather mm. than try and beat the man. And it's like, show what you can do, what you're capable of doing. But yeah, and it, to, to me, it's clear that Tenag's first choice at number nine is Martial, because Mar- Martial will run, run between, you know, come and collect it and connect the play up. He's very good at that. And then obviously Rashford on the left, but Martial's obviously injury prone. Rashford would then be chosen at number nine, and if he's not careful, Ganacho will be going and left wing over him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, you, you, you never know. Do you? I mean, it's a lot of money for him to flop and he's young so he's still got a chance but he needs to, he needs to pull his socks up basically yeah for sure and he, he was left out of the uh, world cup squad as well so maybe that's the kick up the arse yeah. he needs yeah. uh, i'm not i'm not sure uh but that is manchester united uh wolves nil arsenal two uh odegaard with, with a brace a second half brace to take arsenal five points clear going in to christmas which is a huge uh, a huge, huge lead. We're just over a third of the way into the season. We've played 14 to 15 games, depending on what team you are. So we're just over a third of the way into the season. The league table is starting to take shape now. As I say, five points clear. It's not. Um, it's not. It's not a tiny number at all. It's quite. It's quite, quite a large gap um, ahead of City and Arsenal are 100% in a title race, and they are 100% uh, title contenders. Um, uh, I, I think that's fair enough. I think anyone who says they aren't. I, I, I don't even know because they, they just definitely are. Um, uh, uh, Gasky, I think you, you've got a comment you want to make about a potential potential of bottle. Yeah, it's more of just if, what's your thought on what, at what point with Arsenal's leave of how long they've been at the top for, is it where it has to be theirs to, it's theirs to win or to lose? I don't know how far, what's your opinion on how far through the season until mm. you're at the point where the team at the top should win it or you bottled it. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one. I don't think you have that. I mean, unless it's an outrageous gap. I don't know. Like some, if it was somehow yeah. like twenty points was, right was now. It, was it? Was it? Spur, was it Spurs? But was it eight? Spurs were when they threw away. I think they were eight, weren't they? Uh, I, I, like I, I think there was a season where Newcastle had like fourteen or something like that. Um, under Kevin. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the the one the United beat him. I think it yeah, was in, in the Kevin Keegan yeah. year. Yeah. Um. So it's hard to define what a bottle is for me. It's yeah. far too early for a bottle. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think. So, for example, I would I would say, I mean, it's, it's not I can't put an exact definition, but for example, in the eleven twelve season when United were eight points clear with eight games left and they lost, yeah. that yeah. that that counts as a bottle, I think. Um, yeah. I, I think I think I, I won't know until we get sort of like the last ten games of the season. If, yeah. if we're ten games in the season and they're like sort of like six seven points ahead, I because I feel when you get to about. February, and you're at least, I would say, two or three, as in matches ahead. So, yeah. like, if you're eight points clear, which is, which is, you need to have three results go your way. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like then it's like you should win that because you, they have slip up. You have slip up three times, but when you're at the top by miles, you haven't slipped up that much all season. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe that gap will extend if City keeps dropping points and Arsenal 
uh, keep failing to drop points. But as it stands, uh, they are the best team in the Premier League. And it's an outrageous, it's an outrageous turnaround for Mikel Arteta. He's, he's a great manager. I'd love him as a future City manager. Everyone said Arteta out. Shame on you. I've always backed Arteta. Um, and he's, he's doing... They're going to finish at least second, I think it's fair to say. Uh, and they are definitely in a title race. 100%. But I do still think that City will win the Premier League title. So I'm like 80% sure of that. We'll get on to City in a second. Got a quick question. What for... did you start at? <laughs> oh, You're 80% now. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I predicted them to win just outright. So well, I... you were 100, you yeah, dropped 20. Yeah. <laughs> let's say 95, because you're never 100, are you? But let's say we've dropped from 95 to 80. I've got one question for Gasky, because, uh, you know, United fan, United have a, a number of rivals. Who would you rather win the Premier League? Arsenal. Well, who who would you as you know as a United fan? Who would you rather win the Premier League, Arsenal or Man City? See, that's a, it's, a, it's a tough one because I thought about this because I thought it's going to be one of them two. I think I'm so used to City winning it now. I become immune. <laughs> I become immune for to care. Yeah, but it's just Arsenal. Arsenal I, I know every team has them delusional fans that just annoy you when you see them on social media and stuff. But I feel like. Arsenal, Liverpool, are the two teams where it stands out more, more compared to every other team. Mm. So I think I, I think I could deal with City winning because I don't, you don't see it as much. We don't have fans. Just at the moment, at the moment, they're just, they're just pissing me off. Like it's just, you'd, you'd think, you'd think that in the space of a year, they've now got the best team to ever exist, and it's just like, no, as you do really well, well done, but <laughs> go out. <laughs> All right. Well, th think of how much Arsenal fans annoyed you in on online when they weren't winning Premier League titles. Now think of how much they'll annoy you if they do win a Premier League title. Oh, I mean, I just miss Arsenal fan TV over lockdown. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was that was. I was looking forward to Arsenal losing them days. <laughs> well, that's gone. Let's hope for you, for Gasky's sake that City can win the league title, and for my my sake as well, because I am a Manchester City fan. That's why I was a sad boy at the weekend because it was Manchester City one. Brentford 2, uh, an embarrassing, humiliating performance and result by City at the Etihad. Uh, I've, I've got a number of uh, grievances with that game. I know lots of people have talked about the refereeing decisions. I've got no complaints about any of that. Uh, City are more than good enough to beat Brentford, uh, and they should have beaten Brentford, and yet they did not beat Brentford. Um uh, first of all, shout out Brentford. And Brentford fans, by the way, there, there were loads of them at, at the Etihad. And, and I was very impressed because it was an early kickoff all the way from Brentford. A huge journey. So shout out uh, to Brentford fans uh, for that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, Brentford had a clear game plan, which was it, was, it was obvious to everyone. It was goalkeeper gets ball, goalkeeper kicks ball, um, t uh, ball lands on Tony's head. Who, who, it's this movement, it's a flick like that. So it's yeah, it's like yeah. the ball, so he's like facing the play, he's holding off the defender or Rodri, there's a striker behind him, ball's coming to him, flicks it backwards on on a run by his, uh, I think he's Umbumo, Umbemo, I don't know how you pronounce this. Yeah, yeah. You, you know who I mean though. Uh, yeah. And that, it kept working over and over and over again. The, the first goal happened because I think it was either Akanji or Laporte got beaten in the air. Just City could not deal with Tony in the air. He maybe Tony had a point to prove as well, not not being picked for the World Cup. Um, and I really didn't understand why. As good as Akanji's been this season, Ruben Diaz is our best defender in terms of being aggressive and being dominant in the air. That is his game. So I don't know why. I don't know why we played Akanji instead of Ruben Diaz uh, because Diaz would have been uh, perfect for that. Um, but hey, it, it didn't happen. But just in general as well, uh, City were just poor. Brentford were good defensively, yes. But even before Brentford scored, they should have been 2-0 up. Edison made two really good saves. Um, Brentford then obviously scored, as I've just discussed. But City, from a creative standpoint, was so poor. I think De, De Bruyne had the worst game I've ever seen in play. Kept giving the ball away. And it wasn't even a case of like you know Brentford prevent, like pressed him and forced him into errors. They were just unforced errors. It was really weird. It was, it was just errant balls over and over and over again. Um, balls. So Holland wasn't like stopped, but because like balls was still he was in good positions, but the cross was either just over him or the pass was just ahead of him or just behind him. And Holland didn't look fully fit at all. He looked like he wasn't making anywhere near the number of runs he normally makes. I think he still uh, got an injury there. Um, and City were punished and rightly so. Uh, and 
if you want even more analysis go watch my match day vlog on it where i have like a sort of like eight minute uh, rant about it um but yeah and and the gasky 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 is is it sort of like is it is it unfair for me to quit it might be unfair for me to question players you know integrity etc do you think that there's a potential world cup factor here with some of the performances you saw this weekend i think so i think some players will not get pushed that extra go that extra edge knowing that they've got a world especially players like like i've said madison went off injured in there well it was more precaution but especially when you've been picked when you're not always getting picked and you've got this chance you're going to pull out and you're not going to throw yourself in completely into tackles I can imagine, like I, if if I was going to look, I wouldn't, you know, I, I would be like, I wouldn't go and, you know, I'm going, I'm going to go on that extra edge. You know, I could feel a bit of a twing in my leg. I'm not going to push too much. I can imagine players would put out like that because even with when watching City play, the a lot of the time it was like you were passing around the edge of the box, and usually you you know they do a one two into the box and someone to make a run, and they just that wasn't coming. And then I think I think I watched in the, I think the last ten minutes about four shots where he was just passing around the edge of the box and they hit a shot over the bar. And it was just like, it's as if they're not making that that run to get into the box, as if they just, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there is a factor there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to use that as an excuse, by the way. And, and if that is the case, then it speaks of a poor mentality from the City players because your mind should be on the here and now. I don't know how much yeah. of that play. It may have been, a, it may have been even like a, a, like a subliminal thing in the back of their mind. I don't, you know, like, oh, it's the World Cup next week. I'm excited. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure. But either way, City... When it was one all, it took you know there were ten minutes out of their time because Laporte got a very big, very bad head injury, got a big cut to his head. Um, when it was that like one all, I was like, we've got away with one here because we do not deserve to to get a point from this game. And City were rightly punished in the 90th minute. It should have been worse as well because like a minute later they gave the ball yeah, away they had to get well, yeah. again. And it's it's only De Bruyne back. Why is it only Kevin De Bruyne yeah. back defending? <laughs> no idea. And then even for the um. Even for the second goal, it's Gundogan and Holland who are the two players acting as the centre backs. Where is it? I, I just don't understand what what happened there. Yeah. Um. But there you go. Uh. City rightly beaten. Uh. Arsenal getting the win does mean that Arsenal push uh, five points clear in the top of the table. Brentford doing absolute bits. Uh. And, and let's just uh. So yes. Yeah, so congrats to Brentford. And then uh, as well, one word, one from you, Gasky. Wilson or Tony? Which one would you have taken to the World Cup? Ooh, uh, tough one. They're both they're both a bit different. Uh, based, I mean, based on based on the season, we probably would have taken Tony because you know you know Kane's going to play every minute unless he gets injured. So really, your backup you want is whoever's been best performing. So I'd probably say Tony or Wilson. But for me, I'm not too aggrieved by who they picked between yeah, them two. That's fair enough. Yeah. That is fair enough. I, I guess maybe you might want to take Tony just because he's he's more similar to Harry Kane than Wilson is, maybe. So if you want to exactly. like for like... Well, I think Wilson is more... Wilson's one of them where he's more... I'll play off the last man, but then I think I'd rather have Rashford do that than him. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, it's a bit, a bit of an iffy one. Speaking of iffy, Southampton are probably destined for relegation. They did sack their manager, Hassan Hutu, recently. They lost 3-1 against Liverpool. Darwin Nunez doing very well getting... Uh, a brace there. Um, it's been pointed out by a few Liverpool fans. Allison's had to make a fair few saves in that game, and he's like, he's actually top of the, he's, he's near the top of the charts in terms of uh, saves this season. So, which isn't good if if you're an elite level club because elite level team because you don't want you ideally you don't want to make you don't want your keeper to make any saves because you should be able to deny that pressure. So. Uh, it, it does, even though it was an impressive win, it does still potentially speak to the frailty uh, at Liverpool this season. Um, on the other side of Merseyside, uh, Everton lost 3-0 against Bournemouth. That's a huge game for Bournemouth in terms of their uh, relegation fight. And Everton are slowly... They had a great start to the season, Gasky, but they're, they're, yeah. they're being dragged down into was the relegation it, it, zone. Yeah, was it like five or six games of the season they had the best defensive record? Yeah, and, something like that. And now, now, did you see what happened at the end of the game with the fans as well? Where it popped off. The fans were really unhappy, and I think apparently it will be through his top into the crowd and they threw it back. So didn't uh, see that. What they feel? Yeah, it's yeah. it's a very odd situation there. I I really don't think Lampard will last the whole season. Yeah, he'll, he'll be gone next time. Yeah, and they're currently in seventeenth. So that's what one position off the. Yeah. Uh, drop. I mean, so, for Everton, what Everton want with the new owners and stuff as well, especially when you've got someone like Pochettino who's available, you'd think, can we get him? 
Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was speaking to an Everton fan. Um, it, it was yesterday. Ed, shout out. And we we're talking about you know what manager would you want after Lampard? And he was like, oh, we you know can't aim too high. But I mean, they got An- Carlo Ancelotti uh, the other season, so they can it's aim. High. They can aim high. Who just took over at Villa? Who just took over at Wolves? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. Everton, Everton, Everton are on a similar level to Villa in terms of let's say club size. Yeah, definitely. I don't see. I don't see why you know Thomas Tuchel, for example. Genuinely, I, why I not? Think, I think. Yeah, I think. God, to be fair, apparently Tuchel needs a job before December, or he to, he's out of the country. Apparently. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. That's true. That's true but, interesting. Yeah, so, very interesting. Yeah. So, well, I, I, you know, I think I think Everton have the pull to get Tuchel or Pochettino. Yeah, and the amount of money that's in the Premier League, and the fact they've got a new stadium next year or the year after, I think. Oh, so whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. So, which is going to have more, you know, uh, get more seats and more yeah. matchday income. It's a potentially exciting project. Well, at, they might be in the championship. Yeah, but... Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's the thing. Uh, speaking of the championship uh, and a team that could be there next season, Nottingham Forest, but they did beat Crystal Palace 1 0. Uh, it was a penalty, I-, I believe, in the end there. Uh, crucial three points for Forest. I still have a suspicion. suspicion. Yeah. Palace will be fine in mid table. Forest, I, I-, I think, yeah. Yeah, despite the win, they- I think they're still going to get relegated. Pal- Palace are your. I forgot they played on the Premier League team because yes. they finished like 12th, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Classic mid-table. Um, Spurs four leads three. Gasky. Spurs either win one nil or four three. Uh, this is not tenable, is it? They can't keep this up. No, not not from both. Even from Leeds' point of view, I think I feel sorry for Leeds fans. I reckon they're going to need pacemakers or something. They're, they're, they're having heart attacks watching them play. You're not knowing which side they're going to be on of these massive massive results. But yeah, like with Spurs, it's just there's no. The, I to be honest with you, I do not know how they're fourth. I, mm. I do not know. I, it's the way, without sounding too critical of them, they're just shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without they, too yeah no, you there's are. No, there's no there's no idea. Like It doesn't seem like there's a game plan. It's just, let's wing it and see what happens. Like you said, they're either going to go, oh, we'll nick a goal with 1-0, or they can see free and somehow Benson course goes two in two minutes. So it's, yeah, it's, I just don't know. I just don't know what's going on there. It's weird. I don't know how they're fourth either. Basically, every time I've seen them this season, they've been very fortunate if they've got a result. Um, and and when it, when they aren't fortunate, they get pounded. For example, against Manchester United, they, they just got uh, bullied in that game. I just don't think it's sustainable. I don't think you can do this for the whole of the season. You are going to get found out eventually. Uh, Brighton 1, Aston Villa 2. Very impressive comeback from Aston Villa. Uh, Brighton took the lead in that one, but uh, Unai, uh, the good evening merchant, uh, gets, uh, gets an impressive win against a very tricky uh, Brighton side. So, you know, it's, it's early days, but I do think it's already sort of demonstrating the inexperience and, naive- and naivety of Steven Gerrard as a manager is no match for the Euro- yeah. European pedigree that is Unai Emery. I did, I did notice from that game as well, and it's an also it's a it's a grievance of mine because it's been a, it's been a problem in football for a long time. It's time wasting. Mm. Uh, uh, Emmy Martinez in goal for Villa took it must have took forever to do anything from like the since half time. And he didn't get booked till like the eighty fifth minute, mm-hmm. and I just feel like referees are just just let them do it. Yeah, it's, I hate time wasting. Yeah, with Newcastle or Trafford, I think apparently the ball was in play for about fifty odd minutes or something, even yeah. less maybe. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I think, I feel like the referees are just too lenient with it. Just need to be strict and book them. They are Give them definitely. one warning and book them, and then they'll soon start. Yeah, I agree. Because what's the point of booking a keeper in the 85th minute? There isn't one. Oh, yeah. Because he's... Okay, he... I'll speed, okay, I've done my job. I'll, I'll speed yeah, it now. Exactly. It's just yeah. stupid. Uh, West Ham nil, Leicester 2. Uh, very, very weird. This is so weird. Like, a, a few weeks ago, or, or a couple months ago, we were talking about how Leicester... They might get, you know, they're in the relegation zone. They're doing poor, it's doing so poor. Brendan Rodgers is going to get sacked imminently. It's like four wins from five. And that loss was only against Man City and a literally 100% unstoppable De Bruyne free kick. So Leicester have had the turnaround of the ages. Madison's doing absolute bits. You know, maybe he heard he was not going to yeah. get in the World Cup squad and was like, right, I've got to turn it up here. And West Ham, conversely, you know, the wrong way. yeah, exactly. You, you yeah. could, you know, they probably did. They, I mean, they did heavily overperform last season, but this is such a, a huge drop off, especially with all the investment 
I, well, think... I was going to say, yeah, investment, the amount that they spent over the last, yeah. well, since, since Moyes came in. It's close to like 200, it was, it was close to 200 million quid this summer. I, I, I think they've done, they're making the same error that Villa did a couple of years ago, where they just, they've invested that much. It's like you've, re, you've revamped the whole squad, not the team, the squad, that I don't think anyone knows who's staying or who's, who's going. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, and Moyes out is a genuine possibility which would have been unhurt unthinkable you know last season when he got them to like the, the semi-final yeah. of the of the europa league was it and well, well again to me that's another team in west ham where pochettino's available tuchel's available you've got the pull to get him mm-hmm. so yeah gotta be careful yeah uh, it, you know um very well uh, very, a huge fan base very well a- a- attended matches huge match day income um obviously money to spend we just talked about you know skamaka uh, Piketa. Yeah. Uh, Agued, have you pronounced that? Um, Ariola um, and other signings uh, they've made. So there is there is money at West Ham. Uh, you, you feel like it's surely only it's only a matter of time before they turn it around. Otherwise, it is going to be the end of David Moyes. Um, and now I'm going I'm going to ask you for another prediction, Gasky. Um, so a few like a month ago or so, we we both said Rogers is going to get sacked this season. First of all. I don't think that's going to happen now. First, do you <laughs> do you think that's going to happen? And follow up question: Is Moyes going to last the whole season? Oh, um, it's hard to say because I wouldn't have thought Leicester would do this, and I no. don't think West Ham are going the other way. So, mm. uh, based on current right now, I don't. I think Rodgers will be fine, and I think Moyes needs to watch his back because if he keeps. I know they've got Europe and they're doing they did well in Europe and they're doing okay in Europe. But I just it's not I, I keep forgetting that they're in, I think I keep forgetting they're in the Premier League. That's the one game, like even when I was writing up our notes, that's the one game I missed because I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So well, I mean they, they might know. not be in it for long. They're currently sixteenth in the table. Well need to be careful. I, but I don't uh I, yeah, it's hard to say. So you give me you've put me on the spot here. I don't know. But my voice is a weird one. So it's in the lines, I think. In the lines, there we go. Uh, well, Newcastle. I'm um, no idea what that link was going to try to be. I'm not even going to try it. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Newcastle beat Chelsea one nil. This is the last game uh, to cover. Uh, Newcastle are doing exceptionally well. Conversely, Chelsea are doing uh, outrageously bad. Um, Gasky, what what are your sort of thoughts on on the sort of the fortunes of both of these clubs? But uh, Newcastle to start with, they I feel they have been. They were, even against Chelsea, they, they were they were incredible. They were they completely outplayed them. It wasn't one of them. Oh, they've nicked a goal or anything like that. They outplayed them. Chelsea were just horrendous. They were. Do, do you have again? They're team that have no plan. They, they they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. So I don't even want to say it's like there's no there's no effort there. The only effort I see is coming from Pulisic, to be honest, from what I from what I see. But I just I really don't know. Like they're I didn't think they'd be this bad. I think they're below Liverpool now, aren't they, as well? Yeah. So, uh, it's... Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, Newcastle are just... Slime. What would you... Which, out of Newcastle and Arsenal, who would you say have overperformed the most? Oh, that's a... Oh, that's a mean question. Um... Because they've both, they both overperformed. In the, you're seeing it in the nicest way possible. Because I think I don't probably think Newcastle. I think Newcastle. I, see, I would say Newcastle because... Arsenal were always like top four and okay, they're at the top. But I don't think if you told a Newcastle fan that's going to be third going into Christmas, they probably would have they would have bitten your hand off. No. Wouldn't they? And also like the performances as well, like they've beaten Chelsea. Obviously, they they drew against City. Um, they, 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 yeah, they they only just lost against Liverpool at Anfield in like the last second yeah. of the game. They've some some really impressive performances, and yeah, yeah that's their only loss, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've lost they, one game. Yeah, along along with Arsenal, they've only lost one. So uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing absolute bitch. A huge congrats to Newcastle. I mean, I honest. said, I said, I mean, I think, I think Newcastle fans will hate me. So what about Almiron to start with? Who's now just, I just a different doing bits. person. Yeah, uh, and then also I said Eddie Howe won't get him past six point six, and then I'll get someone else in. Where it's the third, so he might prove me wrong as well. So, yeah. yeah, not sure. Know. Not sure whether they'll be in the top four come the end of the season, just because no. they don't necessarily have the same amount of depth as other teams. For example, if Bruno Gimaraish gets injured, it's a pretty big drop off between. The... That. What's that? Sorry, 
Mighty Longstaff can't do that shot. Yeah, job. and same thing, you know, like with Trippier or, you know, Wilson long-term or St. Maximum long-term, or even Almiron in his current form. To be fair, St. Maximum isn't even bloody playing in the play in this way. Isak's injured. Yeah. It's, you know, they have got they have got some depth there, but I think there's certain areas that they rely on yes. where they don't have that. Yeah, like like you said, Grimmarish can't come out of the team, otherwise they haven't got that box-to-box influence there. Yeah, and then uh, I'm, I'm just gonna, uh, just uh, ending on Chelsea. Um, Potter needs time. Potter will come good. Potter is a very good manager. He, he none of these players are players he bought for Chelsea. Um, give, give give the man some time. Trust the process, yeah. and he will succeed at Chelsea. I'm, I'm sure of that. Uh, but that is uh, the roundup of the football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. Next game, next game, next thing we're going to do is a game. A mini game is higher or lower. This is where I give Gasky a category and I then give him a metric and he's got to tell me whether the next metric is higher or lower than the previous one. It's a World Cup special because the World Cup is next week. So this is World Cup goals. And by World Cup goals, I'm not, I'm not including qualifying. I'm talking about official FIFA World Cup tournaments. Okay, so it's simple. I'll give you the name of a player. I'll give you the name of a second player. You've got to say higher or lower, etc., etc. So, higher or lower, World Cup goals edition. Okay, R9 Ronaldo. Uh, Should I tell you the goals as well? No, no, I'm not going to. Uh, R9 Ronaldo is the first name. Okay. 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 Jerd Muller. Higher or lower? Uh, ooh, lower. It is lower by one. Well done, Ronaldo. Fifteen. Jude Muller. Fourteen. <laughs> uh, higher or lower? Uh, Jude Muller or David Villa? Lower. It is lower at yeah, David Villa with the nine. Higher or lower? David Villa. Luis Suarez. Lower. It is lower. Well done. It's seven for Suarez. It's close, though. Higher or lower? Luis Suarez. Iron Robin. Ooh. I don't even buy Iron Robin. scoring a lot. I'm going to say lower again. It's lower again. Well done. Yeah, it's six. It's it's six for Robin. Uh, Higher or lower? Iron Robin. Christian Vieri. Just a knob. How many World Cups would he have gone to? I'm going to say lower. Oh, it's higher, I'm afraid. But that's the only one you got wrong so far, though. That is nine. He had nine World Cup goals. He's got nine. Yeah, and he only went to two tournaments as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he and he only played in nine games. That's what I mean. I don't think he went into that many. Yeah. So I thought, how can he have more? Nine games, nine goals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's quite quite a few for uh, Christian Vieri. Yeah, higher or lower, Christian Vieri or Romario? Oh, he's got to have lower. It is lower. Yeah, Romario on five. Uh, higher or lower, uh, Romario or? Lionel Messi. Hmm. How many has Messi got? Has he got more than that? I don't know, mate. How many did he score last time? I'm going to... He's got more than five. I'm sure he's got three in the last one. I'm going to say higher. It is just by one. Well done. It's six. All right. <laughs> I'll just do a couple more. You've got basically all of these correct. Well done, by the way. Uh, so higher or lower, Lionel Messi or Tim Cahill? I'll, 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 I'll... Higher than six. He, went, he played at four World Cups. I think he's got eight. I'm going to say higher. It's lower. It's five, I'm afraid. Oh! <laughs> Swine, Tim. 
Uh, higher or lower? Uh, Tim Hick, go to just go a couple more. Higher or lower, Tim Cahill or Eusebio? Oh, God, I don't know. I'm Eusebio Scott. Hey. It is, yeah, it's nine. Well done. Uh, higher or lower, Eusebio or Sir Jeff Hurst? Ooh. Uh... Higher. Jeff Hurst only had five, uh, I'm afraid. He only scored five. But he did get three in 1966. That's saying... all that matters. It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> and then last one, uh, higher or lower, Jeff Hurst or Diego Maradona. Higher. It is higher. Well done. Eight for Maradona. There we go. Welcome, we'll Gorsuch. You got basically all of those correct. Yeah, well got, done. Pretty wrong, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. well done. That was very impressive. Uh, and that is a, a quick mini game. We'll get back to guess the football in 60 seconds next Monday. Next week, sorry. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. Knobgas, Knobgas, Knobgas. Questions from my Knoblets, my sports on Patreon. Uh, the first one basically already covered. Ed asks, do you agree with Ronaldo based on the interview of Piers Morgan? But we've covered no. we covered that. Yeah, no. Basically, we covered that for about 20 minutes. Ed, so hopefully that answer your question. Uh, Jack asks a good question. And in fact, it's so good, I'm going to have to get my... Um, I'm going to get the World Cup groups and teams up because he asks, oh, yeah, so who are your World Cup dark horses and explain why? I'm just going to get all the teams out just so I can have a look, see... I just think so I can have a look. I do have, I do have um, an already inkling who I think. Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to have a look. See, so anyone, so in group A, no one from group A, I don't, I don't think you can count Netherlands as a dark horse. Maybe Senegal, you could count as a dark horse, but I just don't think they're going to, they're going to get knocked out by England in the round 16. So no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, England, Iran, USA, Wales. I could, I could see USA qualifying and maybe getting to like a quarterfinal, maybe a semi-final at a push, you know, potentially. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any dark horses in Group C. Denmark in Group D, maybe. Uh, group E. Uh, yeah. Group F. Mm. I don't know. If, I don't know if there there are many opportunities for dark horses this season. What are your thoughts, no. Gasky? I think. So I think we've. So I think a dark horse will be well. If you, if you look at the run through, you think the last four are going to be the countries you expect to be there. So I feel like with a dark horse, is who do you think would be able to take one of them positions? For me, I think Uruguay, based on how some of the players, probably like Valverde's having the bloody season of his life to start with. And then you know you got Darwin Nunes, who you know who's playing well now. Uh, I just feel like they, I feel like they've got a strong squad where they could surprise people. But yeah, there's a it's, it's difficult. I think it's difficult to call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that as a shout though. I, I do, I do. Yeah. I feel like um, teams like like Canada who have just come out of nowhere. I I personally think they've if they get out of the group, they've overachieved. Really, yeah, definitely. So, uh, I I tell you what, I'm going to. This is actually something we chat about in the Discord server. I'm going to go with Serbia as dark horses. They've got a, a free scoring Mitrovic. Uh, they've got. The, I, I t- I'll tell you the main reason why. Because apparently, if word on the street is to be believed, Milinkovic Savic is the best player in the history of the universe. The amount of times he's linked to Premier League clubs. I've never seen this no, man. <laughs> You're there. That's it. <laughs> he's been linked to United every year since Schneider retired. Yeah, it's... he wasn't getting linked to them anymore. I feel, I feel so... like it's been five, six years. He's always been linked yeah. with a move to the Premier League. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him play once. So I've always thought, well, can he really be that good if he's at Lazio? Like, surely, like a really big club would have come in and bought him if he's you super think good. Have brought him or a Milan club. Yeah. So I think he's only got you know a, a one. I think after this season, he's only got one year left on the contract. So Serbia will get to the quarterfinals slash maybe even the semifinals, and it'll be a Milinkovic Savic. Will have the tournament, the tournament of his life. He'll be the player of the tournament. Yeah, he'll score like bare, bare goals. I don't even know if he's on set pieces or not. But he'll score all the free kicks and um and what and you know inevitably one of Gundwan or Bernardo Silva will leave Man City in the summer. Sad times will be had by all, but he will become a Manchester City player. That's a bonus prediction do you for know you what he there. Looks like? <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, I do know what he looks like. To be fair, I know he's, he's like he's he's the similar build, and I think he plays a similar style to Yaya Torre. 
Yeah, I know. I know he's a tall boy. Yeah. Um, but that, but I know literally nothing about him as a player. <laughs> I, I partly wanted to be absolutely amazed at the World Cup, and you're like, oh wow. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> I, again, I've been told. But that he apparently plays a bit like Gundogan in terms of he makes late runs into the box and he goes yeah, he's, that sort he's of player. Like, a, like an actual black type of centre mid. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So he based, scores quite a lot based on nothing. I'll say Serbia because <laughs> it's based interesting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And for, you know, a bit bit of fun as well. Why not? Be fun, be fun to well, back a mad at, team. Looking at their group though, it could be any of them free to go with Brazil. Yeah. I, th- I think Serbia will call. I've got. I've predicted Serbia to yeah. qualify. To be fair. So yeah, I just I just hope we get this for Switzerland. I hope that fan from the Euros is on there, you know, who was like crying and then he, he's top off. Oh yeah, and he was like, I, I hope he's back. I hope we find him. And the final question, oh, it's another good question from Dr. Who asks, would you rather have the Champions League every two years or the World Cup every five years? Hmm. Now, I would rather have the Champions League every two years. Because I think four years for a World Cup is, I mean, uh, f- f- w- when the mentalists were proposing the World Cup every two years, I hated that. No, uh, four years is already a long time to wait for a World Cup, rightly so. But... I feel like, yeah, I feel like four years for a World Cup leaves that gap for your European Championship or your exactly. America in the gap then go back to the World Cup again and it's a structure sign. Yeah, time. exactly. Whereas five years, gosh, I mean, the amount of World Cups a, p- a player can have in a career is already very limited. So... To extend that even yeah. further, you only have two. Oh my! Only have two mental, ten yeah. years. Conversely, I mean, obviously, you know, it's nice to have the Champions League every year, but I wouldn't be against the notion of sort of like qualification for the Champions League is based on, on like form over two seasons. So yeah, or, do, or what about how they do the World Cup, where they have a qualifying campaign instead of the actual tournament? Yeah, so it's not. So it's not just you know one season's relevant one so, isn't yes, you don't play but well, you don't play any like i wouldn't like not playing any european matches for a year to then play them the year after yeah maybe and... qualifying you get a group you qualify and if you win your group you're through to the champions league next year yeah I don't know. And, but... and also it, it would make the competition feel more special as well i mean it's, it's yeah. already it already feels special but if yeah. you limit it to every two years it makes it feel even more special um it also remove fixture congestion uh, for for those uh, bigger clubs, because it means they don't have to play as many games. Mm. Um, yeah, and yes, I, I'd definitely be up for Champions League to every two years rather than World Cup every five years. But that's my thoughts, Gasky. What about yours? Yeah, I think I prefer the Champions League over the World Cup. Like five years for the World Cup. You know, like you said, you're limiting people who you get what for if you're lucky for World Cups. Yeah. If you're not, you're getting you're losing one pretty much. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you know, an average elite player. You know, probably around three, as you say, maybe four yeah. if you're lucky, maybe so five if you're insanely four, four lucky. World Cups is what 16 years of your career. Yeah, so if you were if you were a talent, so Mbappe, for example, he was like 18, so he'll get to play like get, four, five, whatever. Four. four, or is it when you're 20 years of age? Four is is you your fourth point. You technically be lucky because you'd be 36, and potentially depending on where you play, you might not even get in the squad. Yeah. So. Yeah, so a uh, good question, guys. Uh, thank you. And if you guys do want to support, submit, uh, be able to submit those questions and want to support the channel, you can do so by signing up to the Patreon link for that. It's just in the description of the video. But now, Gasky, it is time. It's Ball Buster. It's Ball Busters time. It's Ball Busters time. Uh, well done to both Jack and Dia, who got, bo- who got all three um, Ball Busters answers correct uh, uh so well done in case you don't know what i'm talking about ball busters is a quiz i give you the names of three players footballers past or present um with the initials and a cryptic clue you've got to guess the footballer from the clue and you've also got to write your answer as a youtube comments to win the prize um these were the ones from last week the first one was lm over there, one of the people who police Discord servers is wealthy. And Gasky, do you want to talk me through this? These ones, Luke. That mod is rich. Look, a mod is rich. Luke, a mod is rich. Luke, a mod's rich. That is a great one, I must say. Uh, SK, that tragic one from the Inbetweeners. He seems to mind a lot. Simon cares. Simon Care, Simon Care, Simon from in between. He's a tragic one and he cares. Simon Care, Simon Care, how do you pronounce his name? 
And the next one, CL. I hate this one. That French <laughs> lower body team is really lengthy. So the club is Clermont Foot. Yes, because it's the lower body, um, the foot. And uh, something that's lengthy would be your long leg. Clermont's long leg. Clermont long leg. Long leg, long leg. Well done. Gasky got all of those Shit. really quick. They're so good, less of that. <laughs> I mean, say... The third one took Google of League and teams. <laughs> DR and so. Jack got uh, all of those correct. Well done, guys. Uh, so Gasky, a number between one and two, please. Ooh, let's go with... I don't have a coin, so we're going to go with two. You've gone for two, and that is Jack. Well done, Jack, for winning he, this week. He said he wanted me to let, he he wanted to let him win. There, so, there you there go. You go. <laughs> uh, you'll get an ex the exclusive role in the Discord server and Knobcoins tab if you could please sort that out. Is that That'd a be new lovely. Potentially. Potentially. I'm not, I mean, although he may have won it before because he, he does he normally take part. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, if you want to take part, all you've got to do is leave your comment uh, with the answers. Really, it's that simple. These are the ones for next week. The first one is SM. My upset waves are rich. The next one is AV. A Jamaican hammer swims in the Turia River. And the next one is M. I'm defending a stallion. Make sure to get your ball busters answers in as a comment. I'll also leave a pinned comment with them written out so you can have a look at them if that helps your brains uh, but guys that is the podcast thank you so much for joining us we ranted about ronaldo we talked about arsenal's title aspirations uh, and city losing against brentford um as well as world cup goal scorers next week well in fact later this week the world cup is starting um stay tuned on the el nobbins fc channel chaps because this friday my qatar world cup video which explores the corruption of fifa and the World Cup controversy in detail is going to get uploaded. Uh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll basically be doing a watch-along every single day. At least one watch-along basically every single day for the World Cup. Yeah. Yay. And Gasky is going to join me for at least one of those. We're going to start with the uh, Wales game. Uh, USA one. I'll do. The USA one uh, against, against England. Uh, and... If if Gasky enjoys it, then he might come back for more. Who knows? So yes, yeah, stay hey, tuned. That's, that's the fans. They they might be like, oh, this get this guy out. He's bad enough as it is on an on demand video. Never going live. <laughs> but there we go, uh, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Gasky. You enjoyed yourself. You you got 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 your rant out of the way. Aired some grievances. Yeah. Oh, after that prick again. So yeah, so World Cups World Cups upon us. Yeah. So let's look forward to watching it come home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that. It's coming home. And we will be doing our World Cup predictions next week. A few matches will have transpired by that point, but we'll do uh, our full World Cup predictions in the next podcast. Oh, yeah. So do stay tuned for that. And stay tuned for a number of World Cup podcasts to come. Uh, hopefully, England don't let us down too much. Uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast, guys. Give us some feedback in the comments. Let us know if you enjoyed it or not. If you didn't enjoy it, let us know why, and we'll try to improve. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>